You are listening to a very special episode of the Rumble Pack, recorded, uh, you know, sometime in 2018. We're going to say promptly at the turn of the year, so that this game is forever record or this game, so that this podcast, this, is, this, this is not a game. This is a podcast. Good job. It's a live action thriller. This is fucking serious. It's not a game. <laughs> this is the opposite this is of that. Not a fucking game. All right, we have gathered together the full malarkey. We've we've got the 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 full Monty. We've got the full house Magilla. The full Magilla. The whole Magilla. Start using the full malarkey in this normal conversation. <laughs> Are we making Magilla gorilla references? No, the whole Magilla is like a that's we've a thing. We've got the full grape ape. No, hold on, Justin. We're one shy of a full grape ape. <laughs> What is the full Magilla? Well, it's a whole Magilla, but we were ripping off a full. Yeah, it was full. My heart is full, and I'm ready to I'm ready to talk games with with six shy of a twenty three skidoo. Six of my favorite non sequiturs. It's one more than a full snaggletooth. All right. All right, simmer down. I think everyone needs to know who's here because we got a big old crew. You got uh, you got some regs. You got one Michael McFadden. Hey there. You've got one Neil Wagner. Hey. You've got one Tony DeVito. <laughs> and then you got a little bit extra special spice in the sauce this week. You've got one Thomas Shepard. Thank God there's only one. You've got, oh God, could you fucking imagine? <laughs> could you even imagine? What would happen if Tom... And another Tom touched. Would that be the end of the world? Or would just the, the beginning what are, of something? What are, what are they touching? What are they touching? Just <laughs> fingertips on all the DVDs in the area get organized. It's very weird. What do you think they're touching? Dick's caught in a tiny finger trap. <laughs> <laughs> this is the saddest, smallest Chinese finger trap. Uh, and And of course, to bring us a little bit of class... You have one Justin Hemingway. I'm regular. He's somewhat regular. <laughs> Wait, as in pooping. It's a pooping Tony, Yeah, you guys got what I'm going for. <laughs> I didn't know I was talking to Justin three sp- tablespoons of, of uh, Dulcalax Hemingway. <laughs> uh, and That's why they call him Justin Prune Juice Hemingway. <laughs> three square logs a day. <laughs> Seven limes in, five limes out. Uh, <laughs> That's what Justin's all about. <laughs> uh, oh God! And and someone who it's probably still daylight for one West Coast ghost with the most, Nicolo Acordino. Oh come on! Is that your catchphrase? Sun over there. <laughs> Is it light outside where you are? Uh, no. Okay, good. Thank God. (laughs) It's never been light here. (laughs) We live in the darkness. 
all of us over here in the cleave are bo- like bunkering down for an ice storm of the century, I guess. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, we're getting one now. Yeah. You can yeah. do it. Uh, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> what are you going to do? Make us miserable? <laughs> Don't make me come over there. <laughs> Let me buy you a plane ticket. Come on over. I never got to play Resident Evil 7. All right. Uh, I'm Well, I watched it a little bit. I watched Tom look at some menus. It was great. Uh, you watched him cringe. You watched him cringe. I did watch some cringe. My child was there to watch fucking Resident Evil 7. Why? Why did I do that? I'm a premier parent. All right. Uh, we gathered everyone here to talk about 2017 in a little retrospective. We like to call uh, our top fives of 2017. But in years past, we've gotten a little long-winded with it. So we're going to try a new format. We're still doing top fives. To get long-winded with. But we're getting, yeah, we're going to get long-winded on something else. So uh, everyone's going to be giving you their top fives and a little bit of a rundown of them. And then they're going to propose a special category for uh, an open forum for everyone to say their f- whatever it may be. Their uh, best game that whose name starts with M, the uh, best game that, you know, I don't know, that was on a Switch, the, whatever the categories are. Best I'm game to... that keeps you regular. <laughs> <laughs> the best that also starts with an M is called Metamucil. Um, so we're going to do it in a randomized order that was pre-randomized before the show. Uh, and we're going to... Throw it over to someone. They're going to give you their top five from five to one, and then they're going to ask their question, and we're going to we're going to talk over some of our um, different some of our favorite parts of games that are different than just the overall what's in our top five because we often don't get to include stuff in our top five that really merits recognition at the end of the year, and, they, and these are games that don't get talked about in any of the game of the year podcasts. So we're going to try and give them a, a chance to shine. So to kick things off, we're going to toss over to McFadden. You're going to give us your top five and then lay a good question on us. Right. Uh, so my top five, I expect, will be the the wonkiest top five out of anybody. I've, we're starting off with played... a real softball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've only played about uh, 13 games. And uh, with the caveat, I will give you my top five. There is no Super Mario, Super Mario Odyssey in my top five because I haven't spent enough time with the game for it to for me to really like tell if I'm gonna enjoy it or not. That no, took me like, about that took me about five minutes. <laughs> I, I, no, I mean it's enjoyable. Like it's Mario, that's fine. But I only played through the first world. I'm like I just started oh, the desert world, yeah. so like I have not gotten into the meat of that game yet. Okay, and having only played like the tutorial level, I just can't. I just can't put it in. A, a I'm going to go ahead and put an asterisk next to all of these. <laughs> oh, get get your fucking asterisk machine ready because coming in at number five is Thor Ragnarok. I fucking couldn't pick a game that I actually wanted like to be number five. So I just picked a movie I liked. Uh, <laughs> I like it. The asterisk machine only prints so many at once. <laughs> you got to give it a minute to warm up. Yeah. You can't um, throw it a curveball like that. And then... <laughs> And then quickly at number four, I'll say Snipper Clips. Um, Snipper Clips, nice. Yeah, 
That was a game I had a lot of fun playing uh, couch co-op with and like showing to other people. It was really approachable. And from anyone who really loves games to people who have never played games and are very intimidated by them, anyone can pick that game up and play it. It's so adorable, but also like gets you thinking and solving puzzles in a really rewarding way I, it's just it's a great game it, it, it's i think if you own a switch it's like seven sentences <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry that's okay um number three flint hook uh Woo. that yes super fun game really addictive uh easy to play for hours even though yeah games can only la- like last for 20 minutes long uh yeah that's a good one man uh, very much like one more run syndrome from that. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, my number two is Cuphead. Yeah, um, Cuphead. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's a game that should be on everyone's list or like at least everyone should have played it. it it's that we'll talk about it more later, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it might come uh, up in one of these And then my, my number one game of the year is Doki Doki Literature Club. Woo, and wow. if you haven't played that game yet, don't oh, look it up. What's that? I haven't goodbye. What? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. All I'm going to say is don't look up anything about it. It's free on Steam, so just go download it. Don't read anything. Don't read the Steam tags. Don't just play it. It's it's only about four hours long. Mm. Six if you read slow, and just check it out. I'm um, into it. I love I, it. It's, like, it's, it's gotten a lot great. of good recommendations. Hey, hey Tom. <clears throat> yeah. Will I be okie dokie after playing? Oh, shut the fuck oh, up. Oh, yeah. You'll be, okay. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll be hunky dory. I can't believe we all stopped to listen to that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, with that being said, my question is what game was most captivating or engrossing? And I had trouble finding the right word. And I think those two words sort of sum up what I wanted to ask. But what I want to ask is. What game did you either not want to ever put down while you were playing it, or if you walked away from it, you couldn't wait to get back to it to to finish it? Mm. And for me, that's kind of how I make my list every year. So Doki Doki Literature Club is easily that game this year for me. Like once you started, you could not stop. Well, yeah, like once we started and and you'll want to stop, but you'll get to a point where then you don't want to stop. Ooh, you're okay. just like I gotta see where this is. You, yeah, it's it's the, this yeah, is absolutely. the Netflix and then it binge got so award. Fucking late at night. It got so late at night that we looked at each other and we were like, "Oh fuck, we have to stop." <laughs> and it. then it was like, "When can we fucking get back to this? Because we need to see where it goes." Like, yeah, nice. Oh, so good, so good. All right. Cool. I don't. I don't know exactly how we're gonna throw this around because this is new for us. Does anyone else have a, a like a top answer they want to throw at this one? Well, the one that took me into like 3 a.m. most nights or like more nights than anything else this year was definitely Zelda. Um, I don't know about you guys. That's the one that I I lost track of time so many times playing that game. And that's how I finished it in like, I think, two or three weeks or something. Do you ever look at the (laughs) amount of hours you put into that game? Yeah. Well, the the Switch has told me I have put well over like 120 hours into it. (sighs) Wow. I mean, yeah, I fucking love that game. I did all the shrines, all of them. I just loved it did all the dlc i didn't actually play the dlc yet i'm very excited to try that out very Um, good but but yeah absolutely their their formula for that game was just on you know definitely on point yeah if i've got to throw in with nick on this one zelda is definitely mine because it was zelda was one of those games that i started playing and it got its hooks in me and it was like an obsession i was playing it every chance i got 
when I could have like a spare moment to pull out the switch. It was the thing that caused many of us to fall in love with the, the switch as a concept in the very beginning, because there was something satisfying about any room in my house at any time I can be getting another shrine, getting another, whatever, going a little bit further, going over the next yeah. mountain. Like it, it just I, fucking had I me. I don't know if I let the hooks get out of me. Maybe we can talk more, be more about it. But it didn't, it had me captured initially, but it didn't keep me. Yeah. I, it, I feel like a lot of people, it, it's actually, there are some people that just bounced off the game. And and I can see why. There's a lot of like negative systems in it. It got its hooks into me, but it was definitely when I was when I was done, it was a hard stop. Like I mm-hmm. I haven't gone back for the DLC and <clears throat> I don't know if I will go back for the DLC. But and I'll agree though that this when I was in it, it was the absolute most engrossing game I played this year. And you know, in a year that was just I think everyone will agree was filled with a perpetual hellscape of breaking <laughs> news on things. You know, Zelda for the month or two where it, it really had its hooks into me, that was such a wonderful bit of escapism, and it was just perfect for, for that time. So you'd say Zelda was yours as well? Oh, absolutely. Not Destiny 2? Anybody Not else? Destiny 2. I so I my real answer I'm gonna lie on most of these questions because <laughs> the answer is because the answer is Mario like Mar- the best teacher. Mario game is Mario exactly the- yeah so I will spare you the the gushing but I'm gonna I'm gonna give it up for Xenoblade Chronicles two which is a Ooh. game that unlike Zelda has a million and one things wrong with it uh, but the things that it does well it does extraordinarily well in terms of you can you can play it as as you would zelda where you're just exploring these very giant uh vistas and areas it you can play it in a very casual mode where you where you can sort of pick out one or two objectives to upgrade your characters and just focus on that like it i feel like it's a game that lets you approach it in any way you want to you can burn through the story you can you know i've put over 100 hours into this game and it's i can't say that about zelda or mario or any other game i played that uh this year um and it did not make my top five because there are it has its many issues but i still am very fond of it nice tom tony you guys got your uh your game that you couldn't put down (laughs) i do and i want to say this with the caveat that we intended this question format so that we were not all just jerking off on Zelda the whole time. But <laughs> all right, hold on, let listen, me fill I don't want to be in. the last one on that biscuit. So. <laughs> or the pizza, Tom. <laughs> the pizza pizza, as it were. Uh, I No, you, you guys know that, like, when I, I didn't get a Switch till late in the year, but I had the good fortune of... Um, my girlfriend being in Europe at the time the Switch came out, so I got to go pick up her pre-order and have unfettered access to it for like the first two weeks that it was out, and I spent literally every non-work, non-sleep second during those two weeks playing Zelda. And during those sleeping and working seconds, I was thinking about playing Zelda. <laughs> yeah, and it was such a pleasure. It's it's such a pleasure to have something like that in your adult life where you can sit down and like fully immerse yourself in some sort of thing like that and not be like constantly worried or thinking about all the other shit you need to do. It was just like so enchanting and engrossing that I I was so willing to just full heartedly live in Hyrule for those two. I weeks. always did want to ask I regret you, nothing. I wanted to ask you, Tom, 
Mm. Much like any other time, you're left to your own devices uh, when your significant other is away and you're, you know, you can revert back to your slobbish, awful inner real you (laughs) and you do something feverish nonstop for like an entire weekend. Do you feel a lot of shame afterwards or is that just me? That's no. <laughs> I, love, I love doing me. I love getting the opportunity to do me. I think I had like a pillowcase full of Reese's pieces that I was sleeping on alternatively, like eating that whole time. And once again, no regrets. Just yeah, I was going to say, I, I, like, I, for, I forgot that when I formulated this question, Tom had a built-in answer because there was a game he necessarily couldn't put down. <laughs> it was on, like, a time crunch. I know. I feel like <laughs> it's, it's true. And that's, like, how I justified it, too. I was like, well, uh, you know, I don't want to not sleep for 72 hours, but it's the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it like a champ. You made it look effortless. Uh, it was weird when you like came over, we were hanging out and you sat behind us. We were doing something else and you were like, Hey guys, good to see you. And then just looked straight down and played Zelda the rest of the time. Fully taking advantage of that portability. <laughs> you, were, you were present in the room physically. That was all that mattered. My soul was in Hyrule though. Uh, Tony, do you have a game you couldn't put down? Uh, yeah, mine's going to be Cuphead. That was like your. Uh, that is a is a Tony Jam game right there. Cuphead. That is a game that uh, I basically every free second that I could play that game played that. Game. Yeah, I just knew that game the moment someone said the only downside to Cuphead is it's balls ass hard. I was like, Tony Gunn, enjoy that game. <laughs> Tony, Tony gonna love this one. He gonna have a good old time. So once you started cupping, you couldn't stop. No. Well, but not only was it hard, it was hard in a way that made you feel like it was your fault that you weren't better at the game. Yeah. Hard and satisfying. Yeah, tough but fair. Right. Yeah. That's the best kind of difficulty. Oh, it's so good. So Uh good. It had a very good feel for that. All right, Tom, then uh, we're going to throw it to you. Give us your top five in reverse order and then ask us a question. Okay. Uh, top five. Number five, Mario Odyssey. What well, more is to be said? I know you, Justin will probably talk about it much more eloquently than I can, but it, it feels like a truly worthy successor to exactly how I felt as a kid playing Mario 64, but it just encapsulates that gameplay loop into just very short, tiny like dopamine crunching bursts. It is so good and so playful. It's impossible to play that game and not just be like grinning ear to ear. I love it. And there's still a lot of post game stuff I need to do in it, but I'm, I'm trying to make it last and enjoy every second. Amen. Uh, number four, Legend of Zelda. It's great. You'll probably be hearing more about it from everyone. Uh, oh, this, this, how's this, it? Wait, how are these your five and four? <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> Uh, number three, Zero Horizon Dawn. I, what? I played this late in the Zero, year. I'm sorry, Tom. Zero Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon. I'm sorry. You know, I kept saying that before, too. <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn. Clearly, I'm very invested. <laughs> I love I it so much that. as to remember its name in many in its many pieces. 
at, at this done. point, it's like a brain tick. It's like my mom saying Chipotle. Like, <laughs> I can't say it the right way. Are you sure you're okie dokie after playing? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not okie dokie. <laughs> but I, I completely did not expect to love this game as much as I ended up doing so. I, I know it got overshadowed because it came out around the same time as Zelda, and it was one of those that was perpetually on my, like, oh, I'm, I might get to it someday. It's like an open world, and it seems big. But just everything about that world drew me in. I, I loved the story. I loved the characters, just all the designs. I feel like so much care went into making every single tiny part of that game, and that got its hooks in me really good, too. I, nice. I can't recommend it enough. I, I can't wait to play the, the DLC this winter. I kind of had to stop myself from jumping straight into that, so I'd have an excuse to revisit that world, because I knew it was something I wanted to <laughs> It's snowing outside, and I hate the world, so I'll play this instead. <laughs> winter in Cleveland? Absolutely. I'd much prefer winter in a fictional wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Browns fans in Horizon Zero Dawn, though, so you're missing out. <laughs> What's your number two? Number two is Yakuza Zero. Um, I this this is like one of the most Tom games that exists. Everything about this, all the little fiddly bits, it's like everything I loved from the old Shenmue Dreamcast games just brought into the next generation. And I, I feel like I've been on the periphery of the Yakuza series for so long and I've just never quite fallen into it because the load times were always a little bit long or they were on outdated systems and I didn't want to you know dig out a PS2 so I could play the old ones so I'm so grateful that this was such an amazing entry point for a series that I cannot get enough of now I I can't believe how invested in this like crazy over-the-top Japanese soap opera Uh. I got but that one should get special call out too for the localization. Like I feel oh like Oh my god, that... it was it was so good. I I was just like constantly cracking up at everything in this game. They did such an amazing job localizing it and just, you know, obviously I don't know how well they preserved the spirit of the original lines, but they they did their own thing with it and just created so many silly memorable things. I yeah. I feel like it was like a virtual vacation to Japan and I, I appreciate it so much for that. My big question with that series is because uh, I, I I still have to catch up on Yakuza Five. I played four last year. Oh, you gotta play. To you have to play someday. zero before five. Zero's a lower number. <laughs> but but what I was gonna say is like so now they're they're localizing six this year, and I I feel like zero is like this reset for the series and got a lot of people into it. And now how are they going to, like? Uh, because there's the series just has a lot of baggage, and I think that's what kept people at arm's length from it, even though everybody loved oh, definitely, it. Definitely, I yeah. loved it. And mm-hmm. so I'm curious how they sort of make up for the fact that they're picking up on this really convoluted story again. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll. I know there's a bit of a ch- time jump, and maybe it won't matter. But I'm 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 excited. I'm just I'm curious. Yeah, well, they did remaster one, and two's on the way for PS4, so... We've done it again. (laughs) Tom, what's your number one? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number one pick for me was Night in the Woods. I I think this this game, more than anything else this year, like, is a perfect encapsulation of so many thoughts and feelings of, like, an entire generation of people. It, It is something that I found to be very touching and very beautiful and just speak a, a lot of truths in so many ways. Yeah. The Good moment, job. the moment you already had Mario and Zelda down, I knew what your number one was. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I actually started playing through Night in the Woods. I haven't finished it, but I did I did start playing it. Now I can see all the charm in it that people talk about. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right, Tom, Love what's it. your question for us? What are we gonna what are we gonna ponder? My question is what game stood out when above and beyond for you guys this year in terms either of sound design, the way that the game inherently uses sound, or just in terms of its overall soundtrack or music quality? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump in yeah. first. I, I got a good one. Uh, Go the best sounding game, in my opinion, the one that just, mm, ah, Hellblade. Oh, that, yeah. That, that game sound. Too. This is the one game. I don't do this often because it's very snooty. Uh, but if you play Hellblade, uh, play it with headphones. You have to play it with headphones. You, I, the entire I, game I is necessary. I am so glad I had Nick to tell me that before I played it, because it's it's not something I would have inherently thought to do, but it added so much to that experience. I felt like there was something behind me the entire... Like, that thing triggers your ASMR like you would not believe. Like, <laughs> I didn't even... I, it, oh, yeah. It's unsettling. I, yes. I, I would say it's unsettling. <laughs> you play it in a dark room, like, with, with the voices in that come in. Well, you want to give a little bit of background on it? So, uh, Hellblade is about like a girl in Viking times that's experiencing psychosis. So she's literally mm. going insane and hearing things in her, in her mind. And they, they display each voice in her mind in a different audio channel that comes through the headphones. So if you have a nice surround sound like headset or something that even yeah. approximates it, it's incredible. They're constantly commenting on everything you see and everything you, you, you know, you interact with. And it's, it's haunting. It's it's beautiful and haunting and, and completely original. I've never experienced something like that. Yeah. Everything about those little voices in the soundscape are just are unbelievably perfect for the game that they crafted. Like that wouldn't work in any other game, but that is the game. Yep. Um it's, it's also cool. it's also ridiculously good looking as well. That that performance capture is something to behold. Anyone else have any soundscapes that they just dug? I'm hoping someone brings up the other one I wanted to comment yeah, on so I, I can I, make I'm, a comment. I'm going to. It's controversial in that I guess I don't even know if we're going to fully consider it a video game. But since I'm leaving out Mario, I'm going to mention Drop Mix. Yes! Uh, is. I, <laughs> I love it's that! It's funny. I have played Drop Mix with other people, <laughs> and for the most part, I can't get anybody else into it, and that's a bummer. But I will say just as... If all you're doing is freestyle mode and just mixing and matching cards, like I understand that technology is just near field communication chips and, you know, sound that's been digitally altered to, to sync up, you know, music tracks that sync up with each other. But in practice, it's like magic. I find it mesmerizing. <laughs> I know I, everybody else around me thinks I'm crazy, but I think it's the coolest thing in the world. I love it. I I got that for Christmas no, really cool. as a gift. It is ridiculously awesome. I want to play with this so bad. Anytime, Tom. <laughs> Anytime you want to come play with my drop mix. You can freestyle on my drop mix whenever you want, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just make sure you save up enough money to go immediately buy like turntables afterwards. <laughs> That's what it feels you're, like. You're going to want to. Did it's anyone else be on clearance soon enough, though? From what I understand, it's not a big sell. Like Hasbro no. has really fumbled it, unfortunately. I don't even think it's Hasbro. I just think that that uh, the studio. I don't know if there's much of an audience for it. I just think Harmonix is Maybe cursed. They're cursed to making like almost perfect or ridiculously fun games that just don't do well. 
that guitar hero like used up all of their their karma so sad uh anyone else got a soundscape they love uh, I'll give a shout. I'll give a shout real quick to just uh, to Near Automata's soundtrack because yes, um, that that's one that I actually went out and bought when I was in Japan this year uh, because I think it captures such an amazing mix of um, like despair and yet like intrigue. Um, each each new area has like a, just a completely unique and, and different theme that that captures kind of what the environment itself is trying to convey to you. Um, and I, I catch myself thinking about the music all the time when I'm just, you know, Nick chilling out or trying to do work. Nick, that yeah, ro- that Robo Village, <laughs> yeah. oh, that yeah. song oh, in the background God, that... of that Robo Village. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I know it can drive you insane. <laughs> and then when you see what happens to the poor little Robos towards the end of that game, you're like, oh, all I, suddenly it's, I don't it's even. Hard-breaking. It did not drive me insane in the least. I loved every bit of oh, that. Oh, you love it. The soundtrack's yeah. like my favorite part of that game. <laughs> It, it it has some of the most like soothing music too. The the music that plays in like the initial like uh, settlement sort of village is just like so chill and nice, and has those beautiful vocals in it. The just all, all the vocals on that on that OST are incredible, yeah. and the the range of styles of music is like really amazing too. And uh, I think what what a lot of people you know the the music is great, but the fact that every song in that game is constructed in such a way that it can break into the simpler eight bit sort of version of itself, <laughs> like seamlessly is really freaking cool too. Oh yeah. That's neat. There's, a, there's another way? game what? that did that this year as well. <laughs> What's did, that? Mario, oh, yeah, did, yeah. Mario did that same exact thing and it's still magical when it does it. <laughs> it oh, is. Yes. Gosh. No, Ma- Mario has an amazing soundtrack as well. We, we yeah. were just spoiled this year. Exactly. Uh, you should look up. There's a, a really great YouTube video. I he was uh, it... like he was taken off of a what? No, he, he glitched he out for a second. Out. I glitched out. I think oh, I glitched out. But um, no, I. So there's a great YouTube video, Castle. I'll send it to you to put in the show notes. But it basically goes over all the many like subtle ways that you probably wouldn't even pick up at first glance uh of how the soundtrack in mario and your actions sync up with it so the like the obvious one that they highlight is the when you're going on the uh electrical lines yeah and how the tempo and the the tone matches up with the music but it's like throughout the entire game and it's really really cool oh it's neat yeah so what tom was near also your your thought for this question or do you have a different one I, I was of two minds. I, I wanted to mention Nier, and I, I would also be very remiss if I didn't mention Pyre as well. Um, obviously, um, ev- so everything from Supergiant Studios is going to knock it out of the park when it comes to sound design and soundtrack, and Pyre um, is certainly no exception. I, yeah. I loved the music in that game, and furthermore, I was so blown away by the ending of that game, which is this like beautiful epilogue and the entire sort of end credit scroll music is entirely modular based on the events of your specific game. But it's still like a fully vocalized song, and that just floored me. It was nice. so I'm not there yet. I'm halfway through. Yeah, I mm-hmm. haven't gotten to Pyre yet. That's one of my, one of my near misses. Solution. It has an awesome announcer, too. Like, when you're actually playing the, the yeah. lights. Yeah, um, the announcer guy. He's good. great. Yeah, like I, I haven't really experienced something like that since uh, I was playing Bastion, to be honest with you. So they definitely you, know what they're doing. In terms have you of- freed anyone? 
there? Have I freed anyone? You freed anyone? Oh, freed anybody? No, I don't I think don't so. Know. No, we're all still in the caravan, so I don't think so. Yeah. It's a great game. Anyone else got uh, uh, McFadden, <laughs> Tony, Neil? You guys got uh, soundscapes? I don't want to chime in yet because also I have two and no one has <laughs> mentioned see one of the two said. yet. <laughs> yeah, because I know there's one that no one will mention. So I want to see if somebody else mentions the other. It's your only chance um, is Tony. <laughs> mine is Pos- the, possibly the, the sexy brutale. Oh, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. That game's so that. very nice, Tony. Very. I, I haven't completed that one, but that that is a standout soundtrack. Yeah, it does a lot of great things with soundtrack, sound design, uh, a lot of amazing things with weaving its sound into the puzzles and the environment. And very good. That's very, a very period very, piece very, of very, stuff. Mm. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that one. And it nails its period very well. Yeah, I, I feel like that one flew just way under the radar this year because of everything else that came out. But uh, it's it's one that I'm really excited yeah. to spend more this time. This one, with. I like. I'm not done with it, but I'm like super close to the end. Like I'm in, definitely in the last series of puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically played that game in an afternoon. I picked it up on like, oh, this looks cool, and I'm super interested. And then like it was on sale for thirty percent off, and I'm like. Oh fuck it, let's try it. I got nothing to do today. And then like 10 p.m. later, I'm like, well, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> the best days, man. I should Great stop days. playing this. Give it the Terraria awesome Award. <laughs> Neil, can you save McFadden from the eternal torment of having to pick one? Probably not. Uh, no, I, I guarantee no. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'll just give a quick shout out because then you can see good music, if not necessarily the best games, but. Destiny 2 soundtrack, the orchestral. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch! Is it is good. Bungie it is good. It is, is good. Knock it out of the park with that. Uh, fine. All right, pick one. Well, yeah, I, I mean, if I have to pick one of the two, it's got to be Cuphead. Yeah. Uh, I mean, mm. that the soundtrack to that game, the, like, 20s jazz. It could day, not be more perfect. It yeah. was, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I, I had to go back and check to make sure, like, there's something about it that, like, if you're reading at the right pace, it's almost like the music syncs up with, the, like, the storyboard well, changes I and things. I didn't want the answer for all of mine to be Cuphead. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's literally why he avoided it, because I'm looking like, oh, Tony's not yeah. going to say Cuphead. He but, just like, said it, Cuphead. It, it's like if you're reading it at the right pace, it's almost like the music syncs up with the story in certain parts, and it just, like... Uh, it's just perfect like the trombone was and like it's well, so fucking good. and just the audio effects of that game being like period yeah. specific of really and evoking yeah. that style something else that it does really well is it captures the warm feeling that you get from vinyl yeah, yeah. That, and it doesn't yeah it, it, does. it doesn't deliberately but it does it in a way that it doesn't sound too like cheesy it actually sounds mm-hmm. like you're playing this off of a vinyl recording. Yeah, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't right. sound like the audio equivalent of an Instagram filter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. What's your other one? Just mention it. Yeah. Real quick. My, my little nod. I'll give to Golf Story. Oh yeah, it did. Have I nice, love so the cute soundtrack stuff. of that game. Soundtrack. I like yeah. the sound effects it was to really it too. Enjoyable. I like yeah, how the, the sound su- effects. The sound effects were right on for a golf game. I mean, it was good, but even like each like each little golf course had its own sort of theme. And, like, every time I started that game up, being, like, greeted with the the theme song and things like that, it just was so, like, warm and, like, did a good job of, like, 
when you were viewing the course of like playing this sort of like grand version of of the the course's theme and things like that i don't know it was it was just spot on for me oh i can i i'm going to tack on something else then as well this is a minor comment and tom you're going to have to like i don't know get some gaff tape to like strap down your raging boner when i say this never <sighs> so zelda got real maligned cuz it did not have a zelda soundtrack but i'm going to go and I'm going to say people don't appreciate the difficulty of making ambient music because it Correct. is incredibly difficult yeah. to do. And Zelda did it perfectly to a T. Every like little tinkle, every little chime in the wind perfectly evoked where you were and the exploration that you were doing. Tell me about your enlarging prostate and your little tinkles. <laughs> it was, it was, it's underappreciated, I think. I, I just think it was I, the I sound agree. of it. Yes, absolutely. Also, my favorite musical album of the year is from a band called Balmeray. It's uh, it's just check it out. It's a really good band if you like ambient music. All right, Bal- Nick Balmeray. Didn't they like attack the the Deep Space Nine space station one? <laughs> that, are you Sugar thinking Ray's Babylon? F- no, that's Babylon <laughs> Five. Sugar Ray's mother, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, wait, that's the mother? All right. Yes. <laughs> hey, it's a new day, Tony. Who's the dad? We are right on page. Right <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not doing super great, but that's okay. I told you chuckle fucks this would happen. Right. Nick, give us up. your we'll top five. Top five. Um, okay, number five, Night in the Woods. Uh, like Tom said, this game is – or I don't know if you said this actually yet. This game is really important, and you should play it. Um, if you're from the Midwest or a small town that's experienced a lot of, uh, you know, changes economically, I think this one will really resonate with you. And if you haven't, the writing in this game is incredible, and I think it was the most real thing I have played all year. So, oh. yeah, that game's amazing. Um, number four, Persona Five. Uh, oh, personally, I play that game so bad. Personally, in here because I. You, know, you guys know I spent a year living in Tokyo, and it was a, a life-changing thing for me and, and a dream come true. This game uh, evokes and, I think, captures um, kind of how I like to think about Tokyo all the time. Which uh, is like you, airsoft guns and teen angst. Oh, yeah, but, you know, constant <laughs> flashing lights and, and beautiful, uh, like, you know, animation and, like, all sorts <laughs> of great stuff. Um, but a, a special note here, uh, you can go to a bunch of little places. Um, like, you can do activities at different spots and invite people places. One of the places you can go to is called Ogikubo, and that's the area specifically in Tokyo that I lived in. So um, definitely this one has a, a, a very special place in my heart. I, I loved it. I played all 100 and whatever, 20 hours of it, so. Great stuff. Um, number three goes to Mario Odyssey. Um, Tom did talk about this for, for a moment, but this one just had me smiling the entire time I was playing it. Um, I beat it, I think, in like three or four days, and I felt totally guilty about that. Um, <laughs> felt shame afterwards. That, yeah, but that's just it goes to show how much I, I like that. I like this game. And uh, I tried to avoid as much coverage as I could before I went in. Like go, going in blind has had been my big mantra last year. And it really paid off for this because I, I wasn't expecting a lot of the stuff you could do. Every time you threw Cappy and actually grabbed onto something that was unexpected and you didn't know would do something, um, it was, you know, like like a mini thrill. And I absolutely love that. And there's still still things I haven't figured out uh, that you can actually turn into yet. So I'm going to go back to that. 
Um, number two, near Automata. Um, absolutely incredible. Uh, I think this game might be my favorite platinum game, and I adore Bayonetta, so that's that's saying a lot for me. Um, it definitely evoked an amazing original sense of, uh, I've said this, like dread and, and awe. Like from the first moment you start fighting in that game, um, or I should say the second, when you start like fighting the robots and seeing the little mm-hmm. enemies that you're fighting, you immediately know that something is wrong in that world. And you don't know just how wrong it is or just how fucked up everything is until you get like a, a good halfway through it. And then the entire, I'd say like last third of that game is just a thrill ride like like no other. And I know there's a question coming up that I can't wait to answer because my favorite sequence of the year, definitely from this game. Um, so... I, I love near. I love near Automata, and I'm thrilled uh, that Nick. It's, it's, it's given the the franchise like new life too. So there's more coming, and I'm very excited for that. I got through the A the A course or whatever the yeah. first oh, run. I didn't even get that far. I got halfway through the B run, and and I've sort of petered out on it. And I tried to. I was. I wanted to touch other things that I thought also had a chance of getting on my top yeah. five list. That's fine. I after the B run, is like it is it C after run, the B run where it starts yes. to get crazy? Jesus so, Christ! So the C run is where everything goes to shit, and it's it's. Uh, this is like the fi- what is it? Which Final Fantasy was it? Was it twelve or thirteen that had the like? You had to get like eighty hours in, and then it was crazy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Fucking Final Fantasy. Once you get to the field of fun, <laughs> the fields of fun. The fields of Gorbo, is that what it was? A game chock full of bullshit until you get 48 hours in. The gameplay of, of Nier kept me going, you know, and uh, I was just constantly driven by the lingering question in my head, which was, what what the fuck which is was, going why on? Am like, I what, what, what the hell is actually happening here? Oh, and yeah. and uh, the payoff is, is awesome, especially if you've played... Um, the original Nier on PS3, and, uh, yes. and you kind of know what was going on there. Like the ah, way they weave so elements, the way they weave elements of that game into this one is pretty astounding. Um, All right, I'm gonna put, I'm anyway, gonna put more time into it. What's your number enough, one? Uh, enough said. Uh, number one is Zelda. Um, I loved it. I loved the shit out of it. Uh, I think it was very bold for Nintendo to to go completely open world and just give people the freedom they did in this because Zelda's always been handholdy, and I I applaud very them for bold it. Bold or about time? Yeah, I yeah, I'm I'm not I'm torn. I don't care because they provided a good game. It was a great <laughs> game. I love it. I absolutely love it. So that's my top five. All right, great. hit hit us. What is uh, what's your question? I want to know what you guys uh, enjoyed most in terms of original IPs uh, this year. So, out of the games you played, what was the best, like, original or, or, or fresh IP? See, this is why you can't use Cuphead for all my answers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Cuphead. <laughs> my answer was actually cu- was Cuphead. Yeah! <laughs> What's your I answer, Cuphead? Cuphead? Yeah. Okay, I awesome. love Cuphead. Is I, Cappy been, a new IP? I was... Is Cappy no. a new IP? <laughs> No. Nope, I'm locking him in. That's what he said. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's arms, arms. I love arms. Arms. Give me all the arms. Too bad. Too bad. It's Cappy. All right, all right. It's Cappy. That's fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Tony, is it Cuphead for you as well, or could you think of anything else? Oh God, no! You gotta come back. If I'm okay. All right. Else. You gotta. All right, Neil. Anything? Space any- plan. Space plan. Oh, you are right, over sir. Again. That was really good. I can't. Pl- I completely forgot I played that. Space plan? It's 
it was such a bizarre little Uh-oh. that it's a it's a clicker, but so much more and just so good. Yeah, it's really good. If you haven't oh, checked shit, it out, space plane. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I need to knock God. one off my top five. Do they mind? That was good. All right, uh, oh, McFadden, what how, what are you feeling? Um, I don't know. I guess you could throw snipper clips in here. Like, you'd like to see I, more I, of it. Yeah, right. That's the game that like I hope keeps coming back, and like keeps getting updates and like DLCs and things like that. Uh, I'm gonna toss Kingsway out there. I really want that game to get ripped off a couple times. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't want a million of them. But that game's like the pastiche of playing an RPG that is a desktop was just delightful. I, I spent a lot of mornings with a cup of coffee, a sleeping baby and a, like a mouse in one hand playing Kingsway. So like I have fond <laughs> memories of just chilling and playing that in the morning. Oh uh, yeah. Kingsway. I'm really disappointed with Kingsway. They beat it on my first run. Oh, dude, I'm so good at games. <laughs> oh, they're I too easy. I my dick in the car door. It's too big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> your feelings of inadequacy by monster dog make me feel real uncomfortable. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> Arms was pretty good. <laughs> Tony beat it in one sitting, so it's not that good. <laughs> Tom, what was your favorite new thing? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really I hope they don't run it into the ground, but I, I want more. I, I can't wait to spend more time in that universe Would you... and learn more about it. And it, it feels like just they, they did so much in terms of world building for that, and they came up with such satisfying answers for why that world is the way it is. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you want more with Aloy, or do you just want more in that world? I, I, I think... I feel like she she had you know a good complete story. I just want more in that general universe, okay. honestly. Although a, a one an undersung one that I don't think will be mentioned in any other way. Something else that I would love to see more of because they're just very modular individual puzzles. Uh, I don't know if anyone else other than Justin played this, but Gnog, G N O G. No, it's essentially no just Polly Pocket puzzles. Each one is like a robot head <laughs> that has like buttons and tweedles and things that you pocket. push and play with to open up and see it come to life. And oh. each one of those was so charming. It's one you can play through in like two hours and you just you wish there was more to it. That's yeah, that's hour and a half. I, I think even two hours is pushing it, but it's, yeah. it's uh-huh. really special. And yeah. you can also play it's on iOS, it's on PSVR, it's like it, it ended up coming out in a bunch of places. So. Oh, good. iOS is perfect for that. Yeah. Is it gamey enough? Or is it like, because I, I... Yeah, I'd say so. There, there's Absolutely. puzzles within. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's so much fun. It's it's just like a, a big virtual toy. It's I a just delight. kind of like, well, I mean, yeah, I kind of avoided it because it looked like it was just a toy. It didn't feel like there would be any game to it. And as much as I like kind of putzing around and fiddling mm-hmm. with things. Yeah, no, there, there are puzzles. There are... There's like a tactile, like a cool tactile thing going on with it. It's good. You'd like it. Okay. All right. Tony, do you have a new favorite uh, new 
thing that you'd like to see more of or best new idea IP from 2017? Uh, it'll, it'll just end up being Cuphead. I'm going to give it. That's okay. I'm going to make, re- I'm going to repeat a couple, I think, because I, I don't have a choice. All right. So that brings us to Justin. Let's hear your list of five Mario games you enjoyed this year. And then <laughs> right, ask so us a question. No, number no, two, no. Mario and Luigi. Super <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So number, <laughs> number three, number Mario five. and Rabbids. <laughs> no, so, I, I... Oh, God, give me your list. Just tell him no, the list. Mario Kart. Can, I, can I put the brakes on this already, you know, slow-moving train that's got a few missing wheels? No, no. Like, can we take a step back and say, wow, this is a great year for the Switch? Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like you could put number five, the Switch itself. <laughs> no, yeah, and I, like, I, I didn't. I, I held back. I, I, I was good. I could have made a top five that was all Switch games, and I, it wouldn't even been that big of a stretch for me. I wouldn't have felt that ashamed to do so. But I, um, I could also come up with a top five that's only I, on Switch. That would yeah. be reasonable. I've, I find it difficult to believe that you have any shame putting only Nintendo games <laughs> in your top five. No, I, I, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> and last year I didn't have any, so it would only be right. But uh, there must number, be balance. Number, number five is Wolfenstein 2. Holy uh, the shit. New Did Nintendo I make that? that? I'm confused. <laughs> no, it'll be on your Switch next year. What's so it's my on? future 2018 game of the year. No. I. I just feel like that game. So, it's a game full of excesses and ridiculous, over-the-top uh, portrayals of this alternate universe, America. But I also feel like it, like hidden in the margins and all the newsreels and even just the interactions that you have with the other characters. I do think there are subtleties, and I think as a a game that's a political statement in terms of making broad sweeping statements, but also these subtle little digs, I think it's just a really smart game. Mm. And I can't always say that the gunplay is top notch, but I think the the just the act of exploring most of those environments and letting the environments tell the story is really effective. Uh, number four is Night in the Woods. Uh, for me, like Tom, sometimes you will recommend games and you will uh, emphasize that this game is important and. I always value that opinion, but usually when I hear those words, I I immediately recoil because, you know, I, I have played games this year, and some of them might even be on your top five list that, to me, feel like they're straining to be important. And what, one of the things I love about Night in the Woods is it does not feel like it's trying to do that at all. It, it is just telling a very funny, charming, warm, heartbreaking story effortlessly and i admire it so much for that above all else and i also think it handles the passage of time better than any game i've ever played outside of like something unfolding in real time like animal crossing but just in terms of like conveying the change in an environment it's Mm -hmm. phenomenal uh yes number three is zelda breath of the wild which uh adore that game i i do think and I've, i've had this conversation with you guys before I think that I am very eager to see the follow-up because just as Majora and Wind Waker built so much on Ocarina, I feel like this is a, an amazing foundation. I think out of any game that came out this year, this is the one we'll be talking about. Even if you didn't love it, I think the way it influences other game designers, I think is going to uh, become clearer in the years to come. But uh, even as it stands, I think it's just an amazing game and I love it. 
uh, near Automata. Great is number two. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> trying to keep this thing moving, but I, I, you know, just in terms of creating this ruined environment, but finding beauty within, and also just, you know, one of the great pleasures was playing it back to back with the original. I had never played the original near, so I played the original near, and I saw what they were trying to do, and and I really respected what that game did. And then I played near Automata and seeing like that vision fully realized with the help of platinum was a beautiful thing. And then last but not least, Mario is... plus rabbits. That's very good. Oh, no, it's, it's super Mario. Odyssey. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to, all I will say is that people are taking a lot of time praising it for going back to the Mario 64 roots. And I think it does that. But what I love about it is it is this brilliant synthesis of everything I loved about the exploratory 3D Marios while also keeping the pacing and the constant uh, throwing of new things at you that the Galaxy games and the 3D World Land duology brought. So uh, I think it is a masterpiece above all of the many masterpieces that came out this year, and I love its pieces, and I'm done. All right, so avoiding recency bias as much as you can. Yes. Is this the best Mario game ever made? No. I still think I would still say Mario Galaxy 2 is is I still prefer the more linear mold if I'm being honest like ever so slightly. Uh I would put this and Yoshi's Island as my two favorite Mario games, but I would say this is you know, when you're following two of my all-time favorite games, this would also be somewhere on my list. I mean, it's it's like the the competition is enormously stiff and it still lives up to that pretty pretty nicely Somebody else gets well so hey i have i have a quick question That's right. somebody who hasn't put a lot of time into this did anyone here play it with the like arrow or footsteps or whatever the thing is that no. like kind of tells you where no. to go did anyone play it that way nope which which game the mario, mario odyssey the, the like support mode or whatever it is yeah I there's didn't... like I didn't know it had that. Wait, there's an arrow like crazy taxi style where it says go. I don't here. know. I, I there, haven't there tried is. on. It's I'm a, like, get Mario to that Pizza Hut. <laughs> that could be in the game though. Like, the, 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 don't don't joke. Offspring um, starts playing. In no, the they, there was like some option. There was some option early on that basically said like you can turn on like a guidance. System. Yeah, it's, it's called like assist mode or something like that. that right. Oh. I've heard people say good things about that, especially for like young gamers, uh, people who have like it's, eight it's nine the year old Funky kids. Kong mode of its day. Yeah. <laughs> Four months Funky earlier. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've I've heard people praise that, but it's more just for streamlining it for people or for helping younger players get into the yeah. game. I will say, even without that, I think the the main campaign and how it directs you where to go. I like I never felt. I mean, maybe if you're new to 3D gaming entirely, you might have difficulty figuring out where to go. But I think, generally speaking, it's very good about giving cues on where you should be looking and where you should be heading at any given time. Mm. I love it. <laughs> I love how damn clever the game is too. Like every boss fight in that game felt fucking clever. You know, I, every time you, you transform into things, maybe not all of them, but like a lot of them. You know, especially when you have to be transformed into something to fight the boss. Um, I, I always just was impressed with how how well it came together. Yeah, I always thought really, the, really the awesome. variety was the variety was good. At, at times, the variety was weird to me. I still maintain that that like the forest world or whatever 
looks like yeah. Mario visiting a different video game. I don't know why. It just <laughs> doesn't I, look I like, like it that belongs. Quality of it, like I, I, it's it's none of it does. Like I don't, I don't even know. If, like in terms of being visually cohesive, I don't necessarily know if it achieves that. But I also don't really mind because I, I feel like much of the game is supposed to feel alien, like that weird, you know, New Donk City. Is supposed to be this, you know, the, the cognitive dissonance of Mario. Like that's part of the humor in it, is that it doesn't look like Mario belongs. And I think seeing it in motion and taking place, you know, being part of that environment, just uh, it works even when it it seemingly shouldn't. Yep. All right, Justin. What's uh, your question? My question yes. Uh, so Why I didn't just... everyone else pick Mario Odyssey as their <laughs> number one game? So that that that'll be the follow up. That'll be the for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, but <laughs> for um, I just talked about all these games that are in my comfort zone. But I wanted to talk about favorite games that took you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. If you played any, okay. You know, so if, if you didn't, comfort food is fine. I have but, a I have a very varied palette, right? From like shooters to mm. simulating racing to platformers to story games to like I. I, I'm trying to think of something that was truly outside of my comfort yeah. zone. Uh, Justin, know. do yeah. you have an example? Like, I mean, I would say PUBG because when yeah, you used to talk too. about yeah. it, like I had, I was happy that it made you happy. But when you would describe it, <laughs> and when I saw screenshots of it, I'm like, that this looks like brown as shit, and I don't want to go <laughs> in this game. And what I ended, what really surprised me is like I've played a little bit of. Uh, Fortnite, and you would think that the more colorful, approachable version of that game would appeal to me more. And I know a lot of people love it, but to me, it like undercuts everything that's great about PUBG. Like PUBG is like dropping you nakedly into this environment and asking you to fend for yourself. And I think the fact that it looks so bare bones and and it feels so sparse at times, I feel like that is actually part of the game's appeal in a weird way like it's it's a singular mm -hmm. experience i can't think of any other game that i would want to look and feel remotely similar but it works i wouldn't in wish i would not wish that game's pastiche on anyone <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, that would be like the that would be, a, that would be when there's a video game creation competition on tv 40 years or well, streamed on youtube 40 years from now like someone's like, all right, you have all the assets from Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, but you have to make a game. Go, <laughs> like that's the challenge mode. Game's like, horrifying too. It is so scary. Have you, you ever? Have you ever felt so afraid standing on a toilet in a corner? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. I, every night. <laughs> Much yeah. like in Tom's every real life. Do <laughs> you ever sit on a toilet afraid of what's going to happen to you next? <laughs> Welcome to lactose oh. intolerance, my friends. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that up later on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did anyone else go outside of their comfort zone? This might be the first one yeah, where so where people don't have an answer, but. Right, yeah. And so out of like all the things that I've played and because I can play such a limited number of games, right? Like we're talking about it, I usually don't go outside of my comfort zone. However, um I would say that like kind this kind of falls into like the strategy RPG category and RPGs in general, strategy RPGs aren't really something that I turn towards. However, I did have quite a bit of fun and we joked about it earlier, but like Mario and Rabbids. Oh yeah. I really liked. Like and that's yeah, that's a good game. Definitely outside of my comfort zone. Um, not something I would have thought to pick up, but 
at the urging of my wife, she likes the Rabbits franchise, and we picked it up, and it was pretty enjoyable. We we haven't gone back to it yet, but yeah, it's a bigger. Um, I think it's a I, bigger I can imagine game us than it. Going back to it and putting more time into it for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't want to try and pound through it in one sitting because I think it's a longer game than the game no. can support. But yeah, if you're able to chunk it out, I think that that is a solid game. Like, well, and like I said, we we would hand the controller off. So like we actually put a good chunk into it um, together, like handing the controller off. And that was an enjoyable way to play the game. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, I mean, it's a surprisingly good game. We joke about it because clearly it's not going to make like a Justin top five. But uh, oh, how good. Where, where was <laughs> Mario and Rabbids on your list of 20 games? Can you give us a number? Uh, I can. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I, I do not think it's in the top ten. Uh, oh, wait, no, it's number seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty close. Just under arms. Oh, yeah, wait, here it is. There is. I found it. <laughs> I really loved it, too. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to the DLC just to have an excuse to revisit it. It's a very breakable game. It's weird because I'm not good at strategy games, but, like, because the game does, I agree, Kaz, overstay its welcome a little bit. Like, you end up powering up your characters to such a ridiculous degree. Um, yeah, I, I I do like it a lot, though, so I'm glad it's... Anybody else? Any other... Uh, yeah. folks? And, you know, this is obviously going to be very subjective from person to person, but something that I really ended up enjoying this year that I, I never have in this way in the past. Uh, Sonic Mania. Ooh, good you one. You never enjoyed I, a I Sonic am, game? I, no, I didn't. I, a Sonic game is really outside my comfort zone. I didn't grow up with any Genesis systems or any Sega systems. Uh, the closest one I ever had was a Dreamcast for a brief time, and those those games don't really play a lot like the classic Sonic games. So I always had kind of a love-hate relationship with Sonic because I, I like the aesthetic of it, I like the music, but I never actually got a lot of pleasure playing the old Sonic games. But this one, it was great. Just like just like Doom last year or the year before, it made me appreciate the older games and understand why people love them so much. It did a great job of showing the appeal of the, the classic Sonic games and it was very accessible and well designed and, and yeah. I, I saw it through to the finish. I think it's the only classic style Sonic game that I've completed and yeah. I just loved it. It improves on emeralds? Sonic so no, much. I didn't get all the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that the dude that three D sphere world extra stage is still bullshit though. And the oh, the yeah, noise it makes when you pick up the spheres, it's like this like bootleg Pac Man Waka, <laughs> and I just <laughs> found it so <laughs> pleasant to my ears. I just didn't want to hear it anymore. Those stages suck. They've always sucked, and I'm glad they put them in there so that it's like penance for people who haven't played Sonic. <laughs> well, like I said, I got the full experience. <laughs> I played the games. I liked parts of them. I hated other parts. It's like a Sonic game. You got pinched a couple times. <laughs> Good. Oh man. I'm trying to, I'm really, I'm stretching to think what was outside my comfort zone. So far, I think the best game that's outside of my comfort zone, it feels weird saying this because I haven't beaten it, nor have I particularly enjoyed it, but Nier Automata is, or Automata is definitely, I'm not normally, I mean, it, it, it's not, it's a platinum games have never really clicked with me. Um, well, that's fine. Well, that's certainly outside your comfort zone. It, it's the, the thing is about the only game that I've played that I would really never think I would pick up otherwise. Everything else, like Hellblade 
is kind of spooky and I don't re- really normally play horror games without other people, but I it's so beautiful looking, of course I would try it. Uh but yeah, near Nero's it has its uh, its charms and if people people keep telling me that it's worth getting through B and getting onto like the C, D and E paths of it, I mm, I want Absolutely. I, yeah, I hear enough good things that I want to get to that and do that. I just yep. I, it, that that's it's just so outside of my comfort zone. I might put it down onto like super easy and just breeze through. It. Honestly, oh, yeah. not a bad choice at all. Yeah, do it. So Worth I'm gonna give it. that more. Give that more. Uh, Nick, do you have something out of your comfort zone? Uh, mine was PUBG. Oh, you, okay. I didn't realize <laughs> you tacked on. Yeah. Nope. That absolutely. Uh, I'm not big into purely online multiplayer games, but. That's exactly what PUBG is, and it looks like garbage, and it plays really shitty on the Xbox One, but but the few times that I have played it with you guys have been a blast. I've I've had a lot of fun just fucking up and dying and running down hallways trying to hit people with frying pans. (laughs) Pretty pretty great stuff. Um, So it's definitely one of those games that everyone should try. just, just because the the sense of, of fear and, and intensity that you get from it is, I, I feel like uh, amazing and, and wholly unique, and I can see why everyone's addicted to it that that has a decent PC. So, um, yeah, that's mine. Uh, Tony, Neil, you guys got one? No, I um, stayed pretty pretty in my comfort zone this year. You know what's interesting? It kind of was out of my comfort zone. It's going to sound stupid, but I haven't liked a three D platformer, or really any platformer, in a long time. So Super Mario Odyssey was me going in there being like, well, I trust that they're probably not going to fuck me over on this one, but we'll give it a go. And I liked it way more than I thought it would. So kind of Super Mario Odyssey was outside of my norm, my typical comfort zone now. Yeah, I mean, did you play Galaxy or Galaxy 2? Um, not really. I dabbled probably. in both of them, but not really. Yeah. No, I can see that. I haven't, played, I haven't played any of the interim Mario. Oh, honorable mention! I just remembered it. Uh, speaking of like cutesy platformers, uh, Snake Pass. It's not normally oh, yeah, something. So bad I didn't get to play that yet. Fuck. I'm terrible at it though. Yes. Like it's hard. Yeah, I don't know if I again. I don't know uh, if I would say I liked it, but it was certainly out of my comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> All I right. feel like that's a game that's in my wheelhouse. I really want to play it. It's. I think you'd enjoy it. You get, it, it is frustrating, but when you fail, mm-hmm. it is on you for failing. Mm-hmm. The controls mm-hmm. are just impenetrable, and that's the yeah. game. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right, that brings it over to me, and that means I've got to actually lock in my top five. Four and five have been flipping, so I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go with my gut. Uh, my number five is SteamWorld Dig 2, which... Nice. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, I did not play the first one. I own probably three copies of it, uh, but I ended up really liking SteamWorld Dig 2. It was one of those things I picked up and then I didn't stop until I was done, uh, sort of in the same way that Zelda grabbed me. But it's uh, it's something totally different. So it's it's more SteamWorld Dig. I think it's apparently more refined. I wouldn't know. Uh, all I know is I keep telling people who haven't played it to play it, which is usually a good sign. Uh, my number four is What Remains of Edith Finch. Woo! Good, I'm um, glad someone mentioned yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I was, I'm actually, I was kind of shocked that I haven't seen it yet. I was, I was expecting at least one other person to have it, uh, in their, in their top five. Um, I was having a hard time finding a place for it, and the more I thought about the individual sequences, the more it crept its way back in. Um, and so, um, 
I I'm I mean we'll we'll be talking about it uh, shortly, but it it has some great moments. I will I'll single something out so I don't have to do it later. The bathtub sequence in that game made my heart drop out of my body. <laughs> oh, I play tested that. Before yeah, it was even like actually fully formed. I haven't actually oh, played it in the real game. Feels. Let me let me paint yeah. the scene for you. I played that yeah. game in the two hours where my son was taking a nap, and me and my wife played through that game uh, with him in a in a pack and play in between us just snoozing. We played through the entire whatever experience because like two hours. We got to that scene and the two of us looked at us at each other and we were like, we didn't quite know how to react to it. So uh, a game that can do that is impressive and and I feel like it it merited some recognition. Uh, that makes my number three Super Mario Odyssey. It's a game that we've talked about. <laughs> I don't I don't have much to add to it <laughs> other than yep. it, other than I smiled the whole time while I was playing it and He's a uh, it's good. Who jumps? He is. Okay, nice. He ain't no plumber. He's a he is a Mario. He's quite super, and he goes on an Jump Odyssey man. in Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> on the Nintendo jump, Switch. Man, <laughs> uh, that man be jumping. A game again that really bears no discussion. Uh, my number two is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, once you popped, you couldn't stop unless you were Tom, in which case you really couldn't stop. Uh, <laughs> that game is. Um, the reason it got so high on my list and higher than Super Mario Odyssey, which I think I've had more raw fun playing, is that I've hated the recent Zeldas. <laughs> like, I've grown so tired of them that I started to dislike them because they're the same formula. So the fact that they switched it up was something I've been begging for. I had to already like it. And they just happened to hit it out of the park in addition to switching up the formula. So like Justin said, I'm super excited for follow-up games. I can't wait for the next one and the one after that to just be magical, refined experiences of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And I can't wait for the fifth one after that to be one that I also hate for being the same as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but we will get there, but we'll get there together. And that's what matters. Uh, speaking of getting there together, uh, I guess that makes my number one game of the year player unknowns Battlegrounds because it is the number one game of the year. It is 2017. Uh, y'all don't want to recognize. I understand. I'm glad it's... I'm, again, I'm super glad that Justin and Nick played it outside their comfort zone. Uh, playing that game with people is ridiculous. Playing that game by yourself is a pants-shitting experience. Um, the reason that... I, I think I'll, just to single out one thing that makes it amazing is that game is the best horror game to ever be created. It has an amazing story in that you craft an amazing story every time you play it. Every win I have in that game, I can tell you the last 10 minutes in great detail of the what I was thinking or what we were talking about. And all of those little things that are just created are the essence of gameplay creating the story uh, rather than a game having a story that you play through. Uh, so sometimes my favorite games are the ones that are just gameplay and sometimes they're amazing stories. In this case, this year, it goes to a game that's just amazing gameplay. Mm. Uh, and that leads me back to sort of spawned by what remains of Edith Finch. My question for you guys is, what was the most beautiful, awe-inspiring you know, moment or sequence in a game? Or just a game itself? Like, it, you can take this as... What's the most beautiful thing you played? You liked the art style of it, or you thought the graphics were amazing, or this one sequence was incredibly moving, or incredibly beautiful, or incredibly good-looking, or well-produced, or whatever. 
whatever your metric is that something that you feasted your eyes on and loved every bit of it. Uh, does anyone have something that jumps up first thing? Yeah. So I figured that this question was coming from playthrough bench because, and I'm glad it, it, it did. And for me, the sequence that really did for me was the final sequence in, in Edith Finch. And I won't go into too many details because I know that there are a few people who haven't finished the game yet. I haven't but played just, it at all. Yeah, just just the final few moments of, of the game were just so perfect and so you know, they just they just hit you in such a way. You know, I I, I put the controller down and I was I was done with with games and TV and mm-hmm. being like around people, it's some time to, wow. to to catch some air and and uh, get back into a good place. And it's yeah. not often that a, a video game hits me in that way. I've had books, I've had movies, I've had um, a lot of music that can do that. But it, it's very infrequent that a game can can do that. And it, it it was just really powerful. Yeah, that that game is full of sequences. I mean, that's essentially all the game is, is a set of sequences that you run through little stories, little one off uh, things. And they are they they range from mediocre to some of the most impressive bits of storytelling I've seen in a walking simulator or video game. So there's a lot of stuff to go after in there. If you guys haven't played it, you should definitely play it. (laughs) Absolutely. Please do it. it, Do it. Uh, That and I'm I'm getting okie (laughs) dokie. Yeah, I mean, they're in similar spots. Okie dokie and what remains of Eddie's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about Eddie. <laughs> Eddie's spaghetti. All right. Uh, I've got, oh, I've got one. Face. All right. <laughs> Love his face. Um, um, I guess I can chime in here. So I can too. <laughs> without, yeah, without uh, wanting to put Cuphead and everything. Um, so I won't say Cuphead. What I will say is um, Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think, actually had some really pretty moments just sort of looking around and surveying the scenery. Um, As much as that game, that particular game didn't grab me in terms of like gameplay and I just, for whatever reason, didn't get into it. I'm not a huge Zelda fan. Um, But that game giving you a reason to look around at the vistas and to like climb to high things um, and like scour the horizon. What like did it justice? It, it did the effort that the art team put into that game justice um, because mm. it was really beautiful. A- absolutely. And it, it, it felt earned in a way that made each of those kind of unique to you because the the way that like the dynamic lighting and weather and system works mm-hmm. in that game there you know in, in some games you there's like a an objective it's like climb the mountain and you get to the top and your reward for climbing to the top is you get to see a really nice vista that we put together for you to look at and isn't that nice but zelda had some moments that just came together so perfectly and beautifully just because of the the life that they breathed into the engine for that game like i i had a moment where i had been playing like all night and i was climbing up this really long ladder in the gerudo valley um like in that canyon area and the sun was just starting to come up over the ledge of the canyon and it cast like a perfect shadow of link and this elaborate lattice work of ladders onto 
the wall of the canyon. And it was just like so stunning and beautiful. And there was like just a little bit of music coming in. And it was just such a completely unique moment that it would be very difficult to orchestrate again in any kind of way. And I feel right. like that was such such a little like small earned moment of beauty that only I got to experience. You know, it was it's, really special. That was yeah, an, no, they definitely like those vistas and things sneak up on you, right? It's not like like you said in other games where you can tell it's building towards like a cutscene or something that you're going to get to ogle. It's like, oh, there's this really tall mountain, and I'm going to climb it because I just want to see what's on top, or sometimes just to see if I can. And then you get up there. And you take a moment to look around and you're just like, wow, holy shit, this looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, the- I, I'm impressed that you guys are talking about the, the smaller stuff because the, the stuff that I will always remember about that game is like looking off into the distance and seeing like a, a dragon flying through the sky and being like, mm. holy shit, that's incredible. <laughs> I want to get close to yeah, that. Yeah, what is and that? Getting, well, and then getting and- close to it and like being like, holy shit, this is incredible. What am I doing? You right. Know? Like, or... Furthermore, because it, it's given that weightiness of you're you're not watching like a cutscene of a dragon that's flying by. It's just, it's there and yeah. you can get closer to it and go and find it and see it. And it just, it makes you feel like excited. And, and the fact that it never attacks to too is like, I, I love that because you expect a boss battle. You expect some sort of climactic fight and the fact that it never comes, that it is there as this majestic creature that you can, you know, see but not touch in a sense is is really cool. Yeah. I I love that. I love seeing those beasts and getting close to them, you know, and, and just the scale of that game has led to some incredible moments. Acker, do you know, I'm going to show you some love right now. Right? Um, because I have not seen this game make many top ten lists, uh, if any. Uh, but I feel like Gravity Rush 2, which came out at the beginning of the year... Mm. and uh, is overstuffed to a ridiculous degree. Definitely a little bit. It felt like three games in one. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I to me it felt like this massive uh, swing for the fences. Like, I don't know if they're going to get to make another one, so we're just going to cram it all in here. Uh, the first city environment that you explore, um, when you realize just how gigantic it is, because you'll see, you know, a series of buildings... But then you'll you'll go flying through the rest of the environment and you'll see other buildings sort of peek through the fog. And it's a game that has a lot of fog, but in the more atmospheric sense and less of the like compensating for draw distance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just stunning. And of course, with Gravity Rush, if you remember the original or, or the sequel, uh, you're not so much flying as it is falling. flipping gravity. So you're, you're always like careening. Yeah, you're just... You, it feels like you have both all of the control and none of the control, and it's... Yeah, I wanted to nominate uh, that for, like, best and worst control scheme, but oh. I don't know, Snake Pass is something. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, can, you have control of it, and it's amazing, but at the same time, it does feel like if you really screw up and you start flipping the camera around, you can get into some <laughs> yeah. weird positions where you're like, I'm out of control, this character is dying, yeah. <laughs> like, and this is my fault. Yeah. Almost pur- purposefully, like disorienting a little bit. You yeah. Know, they, they oh no, I, I think it's one hundred percent a choice made by the developer yeah. that it is a little mm-hmm. bit like disorienting when that occurs, and I think it's on purpose. I, I like it. Yeah, it's it's very exhilarating. I it has its issues, but um, that's my pick. I've I've got one. I think it's pretty obvious, but I'd, I'd like to bring it up anyway. Um, sure. If if 
you're playing Mario Odyssey or you haven't gotten too far through it, and this might be a spoiler, but um, the sequence that I think I'm going to remember for, you know, I don't know, for a long time at least, is the one that happens in New Donk City after you yes. prepare the band <laughs> yeah. to uh, uh, yeah. the play for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think everybody's heard the Jump Up Superstar song at this point, and yeah. when I, yeah. I, I'm kind of sick of it, to be very honest with you, um, <laughs> but leading up to it and, and seeing the sequence they put forth in that game, like, had me smiling all, almost, and this is going to sound really bad, but almost to the point of, like, you know, of, of tears that all big in my eyes, because it made me feel like a kid again, it was just like a big celebration of like, of like almost video games as a medium, you know? And I just, I loved it. I played it like late at night when I was in bed and I was like, this is, this is everything I love about video games right here in this one, like little sequence. So um, if you haven't played Mario Odyssey, you should definitely at least make it to that halfway point and play through that because it will definitely bring a smile to your face. McFadden awesome. very smartly muted and now he can come back. Great. <laughs> you did it perfectly. I was going to I was going to suggest it if you didn't do it. <laughs> yep. You uh, you wouldn't have had anything major spoiled but uh just you, you know, you'll know when you get to it. You'll know it. Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Perfect. Um I'm I'm going to also do a repeat. So the sequences and what remains of Edith Finch were what's what made this category for me. Uh, but I I feel like I want to continue to lavish praise on something that didn't make my top 5 list. In that uh, the opening moments of Hellblade establishing what you're about to go through, the facial capture and the like just the dark, awful, ominous thing that you're going into and all the voices telling uh, Senwa what she should be thinking or doing uh, is an amazing establishing moment. Uh, And that game is just flat out beautiful. And that moment is... um, it's something special that could be made even better if like Ninja Theory gets a chance to make another thing in this style. And I really hope that they do uh, because they have mastered a craft there and they have, in my mind, I think, and it, and it could just be that it's this, the setup of the gameplay and the character itself and how that all meshes. But in my mind, this is the first game I've, I've watched the performance capture of and gone Oh, this is better than Uncharted. <laughs> like that's a that's the high bar right now. That is the high water mark is Uncharted Four, and there are parts of Hellblade where where I'm I'm like, yep, this they crossed that bridge and they're they're one step closer to the uncanny valley of death than Uncharted <laughs> is, and uh, and and so they I felt like they should be rewarded for that. And all the more impressive, I mean, in a sense, they are an independent studio. They're not. <clears throat> They're not like guys uh, developing a game out of, in their garage, but they're it was self published, yep. right? Yep, it was a self published title. Yeah, and it's, and it they sold it at a half tier price. I think it was forty or thirty when it started. Thirty, yeah, thirty. Uh, and so, hey, it's a good game. If you got headphones, you should play. It. It's full, fully worth it. You Tony, be supporting you, games like that. Tony, did you have a, a a favorite sequence game? Beautiful thing. All right, let me let me place the setting. Is it that one time we won PUBG? We're in we're in this kind of rundown <laughs> island and we just landed out of a an airplane. Was the airplane um, full of racists? It's me, it's me and Kaz. No, 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 no. They were saying Korean number 1, Korean number 1, Korean number 1, Korean number 1 over and over and over ad nauseum. It's so not just, really relevant. Just one racist. <laughs> Is that a preview of the Olympics this year? 
I'm glad so this is this far into the episode. <laughs> Come on, guys. Tony's going to pull us out. Let's hear the sequence. And and so me and Kaz are together and we land. But we're not together at all. We're like half the fucking island apart. As we plan everything oh so well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I hunker down in an amazing house. Has two sniper rifles, top level body armor, got some level three backpacks. We're set to go if Cass can get his stupid ass over here. It's a long haul. It's quiet as fuck. Nothing's going on. I'm talking with Cass casually. How much is, you know, we're just playing the game. I'm looking out, looking for things to happen. Over the horizon, I see a man crest and then start to run down this hill in front of my house. And the word Casanova is right over top of his head. And I go, oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I pull out my sniper rifle and shoot right next to his head. And Kaz goes, what the fuck? Just, ah, how can you shoot? Oh, my fuck. Oh. And I just died. About 20. It was fantastic. And one of the most beautiful moments for me. You have to imagine I crawled I crawled through a bunch of trees over a mountain for like 20 minutes <laughs> trying to avoid detection all to make it to this stupid fucking house. And I get rewarded with the betrayal of my underpants, which is a moment that I'll never forget and never forgive don't, for. Don't hate appreciate. <laughs> yeah, pr- uh Every moment in playing Battle- Player Unknown's Battlegrounds could be the best sequence or moment from a game that you've played this year. <laughs> oh, remember that time there was the kid downstairs that taunted us? Yes. Oh my god, that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out now that I've got a new rig. Oh, shit! I'm gonna play some more Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> That's right. All right, uh, Neil, second to last. We're going to take this home and, and going to land exactly at the two-hour mark like we predicted. No, we're not. Like, like we're going to try. No. <laughs> we're going to try. Right, we went so... two hours and five minutes. All right, so coming at number five, as discussed a few times already, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch nice. is just so good. Um, number four, the only VR game that uh, made my list this year, but uh Star Trek Bridge Crew. And <laughs> it didn't huh. break it didn't break any sort of new ground. I mean it's essentially Artemis in VR and that just did it for me. Like it was such a nerdy, fun experience to play through it and it I probably spent less time with it than any other game on but it was just wonderful for when I did. That is a uh, game for a very specific set of people. Yes, and you are one of those people. It is a game for a very specific <laughs> uh, Number three, Space Plan. Space Plan, so oh. good. Space Plan. <laughs> space Plan is just so good. Go download it. What was it, it, like two bucks? I don't I don't know. It was, it, it could be worth, it could be much more than that. And absolutely worth it. I think it it's is a, three bucks. It's one of the best send-ups of the clicker genre that has ever been created. Yeah, it's it's perfect for the clicker genre. Uh, number two, uh, as the resident Destiny apologist, Destiny at number two spot. Uh-oh, um, you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, can you, can you, am I better now? Yeah, now tell us the bad game that you put in number two. <laughs> as the resident, as the resident <laughs> Destiny apologist, <laughs> Destiny 2, uh, it just took everything from the first game and improved upon it. Unfortunately, kept a lot of the bad things from the first game, but it still, I think, has the best gunplay of any game I played this year. I and liked it. it yeah, made and it's funny. <laughs> I know that's a that's compliment, a compliment, but it, it doesn't sound like it. That's all. <laughs> um, but it, it's still also just a great. It's a great game for coordinating with friends when you're planning through strikes or planning through the raid. So just, I, I hope to, that it just that they can that Bungie continues to improve on it. And then and in my number one spot, Breath of the Wild. It's such such an amazing game. I can't believe. Uh-oh. Not just in my top five, but in my top, but in my number one spot. But as I mentioned earlier, in a, in a year that was just so hard and so bad in so many ways, Breath of the Wild was such a such a, a breath of fresh air and just such amazing escapism, and it was so beautiful, and you could get lost in it so easily that in if, I think an hour into playing it, I knew that my top for the year all right what question you got for us all right so the question i had was did anyone have a game that this year that fulfilled some sort of long hope whether that's for a genre or for something you hope to experience in a game or something from a series just something that kind of crossed off a box for you that you were always hoping you'd get to experience or get to see so your answer is star trek bridge crew <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I asked a question and then I didn't really have a good answer for it. Bridge Crew could fit that category um, because it was just it was just very neat. But I don't know if I have anything specific. I just thought it was an interesting question. Oh, yeah. I totally got one. All right. What do you got, Nick? Fucking Sonic Mania. That, <laughs> that yeah. one for me. I got a good Sonic game again. That's yeah. all I really I, want. I'm going to tag on that. That was my answer to this question as well. Yeah. As I, did I, you? Do you have a Genesis growing up? Oh yeah, I was a Genesis kid before I was almost anything else. Yeah. Um, so what you're telling me is I got to play Sonic Mania, huh? It's good. It's good. But like, what what really uh, sold me on it was because I'm a huge Saturn and Dreamcast fan. But somebody. Somebody described it to me somewhere along the line as what would have happened if Sega made a 2D Sonic game for the Sega Saturn. And that's, I think that's like actually one of the core design principles for the game, um, which explains why it has better animation than Genesis and all that stuff. Um, and I think they fucking nailed it. It was so, so good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was getting frustrated just like I did when I was a, <laughs> a, a little kid, but... Uh, it also was very creative and celebrated the best parts of that of that franchise. Um, definitely pick that up if you haven't had a chance. Awesome. All right. I'm going to give the most Justin answer possible and say the Switch is like the... the we console. all fucking knew it! <laughs> but like as the console... You know, every developer, you know, from the Dreamcast with the VMU and the Game Boy Advance link cable and the Vita that's the console in your pocket or the Wii U that's the screen that's... I feel like all of these things have been, in one way or the other, chasing after the same ridiculous dream. And the Switch is... I think the reason why everybody loves the device is it, it feels like that is finally 
you know, I'm sure somebody will realize it even more fully, but uh, it is the closest to that ideal that you can get. And to me, like it, it really is like a reinvention of uh, it, or it just has reinvigorated, like even playing something like Doom, which I, I liked a lot on the PS4 and played a bunch of it and then put it down because I just got I lost track of it. And the only reason I was able to like play through the campaign was because it was on the Switch, and it's easy easy to pick up and play it on the train rides home, or play it in bed, or play it on the TV. And there's there's a lot of that. And like you know, there was a Nintendo Direct today. Half the games, uh, you know, there's some new stuff that I'm excited for, but a lot of the stuff coming out this year are ports. You know, Demon Souls, Tropical Freeze, lots of stuff, and I cannot wait to play them on my Switch. And I feel like. It's an interesting, you know, when we talk about one console futures and everything, it's it's something where, like, the, the form becomes part of the, like, not the game design directly, but it's interesting how much the form influences the enjoyment of the, the game itself. It brings me back to how much I loved the Game Boy Advance SP or the, you know, the light version of the original DS, mm. not the three, like... The, the moments when you have Nintendo hardware in your hand that you love are so great. And that's, I think, when when it felt kind of like the Wii U wasn't, not that I disliked it, but it just wasn't doing it. And when the Wii U, or the Wii itself was a, a phenomenon and everyone couldn't get enough of it in terms of buying it and playing just the one demo game that came with it. Like, uh, there was something that the Wii left me wanting. And the yep. fact that you have like the pure essence of what I love about Nintendo in the palm of your hands is it's just nice. It's just nice when things work out. It's just better when everyone's making kick-ass consoles. The reason why that like the PS3 360 generation was awesome cuz those two systems were kicking ass. And it was great. And like Xbox 1 took a huge step back and that sucks. Like it would be better if that thing was firing on all cylinders. And when you I get agree. the switch in your hands, you're just like, yes, fuck yeah, Nintendo, you're back. I like you again. I can like you with no reservation. That's a good feeling. As someone that isn't completely in the bag for Nintendo, <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I feeling it too. I'm feeling it too, but in a different way. I like that we're both feeling it in different ways. It's good. Feeling things is good. 2018's new motto will be feel things that are good, not bad. <laughs> Neil, did you have a like a, a the thing that that triggered this uh, question? I, I didn't want to force you into Star Trek Bridge Crew. No, I mean I'd kind of been I was kind of thinking it over it over the the course of the day, and uh, I had a couple of things that kind of felt fit in this category. And you know, Star Trek Bridge Crew was kind of there, but not. But listening to to Justin, I think that he kind of hit on a lot of the things I was thinking about with the Switch this year as well. I mean. The, I I have so much love for my Vita, but the Vita definitely had its limitations, and this truly feels like the like it's a mobile console, and it's wonderful. And having the Switch to take with me when I travel now, I feel like I'm not having like only a half of a game experience or. A more limited experience because I'm taking a limited system with me, but having the full thing with me is really, really magical and really cool. And you know, that's something I thought about a lot uh, in December when I had to do a bunch of travel for work. And I was playing Skyrim in an airport, 
you know, just hanging out. And that was just a magical experience. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really where I've always wanted gaming to be heading. Yeah. It always shocked me as the person that most loved his Vita, right? More, more so than even I think Justin and Nick, like it always shocked me how long it took you to get that switch. I was, I kept thinking over and over like, man, Neil would like this thing. <laughs> like oh, this, yeah. this is it. <laughs> well, it, I think it, I think it took me what, like a month, month and a half to decide to get one just because, you know, Uh-oh. towards Nintendo, <laughs> a lot of it was biased towards Nintendo for not getting it. And then when I decided to get it, it's when you just couldn't get one. So I was just hunting for it for yeah. like three or four weeks. It's awesome. So you it's got awesome to have that experience too. Yeah, <sighs> I just think it's a fun device to play. Like that's the, when we talk about cool because Nintendo doesn't. I don't necessarily Nintendo like. I think I'm cool. Well, <laughs> no, but I, I I don't think it's not like the dream. Like the Dreamcast for the dorkiest people in the room was the coolest system in the world. <laughs> and let me think back to Nick's keyboard controller. Mm. Oh yeah, that was for the GameCube. <laughs> oh no, that was the GameCube. The, there was yeah. one for the Dreamcast. Oh, as the well. Dreamcast had one as well. Yeah, <laughs> but the like, there's something about like snapping off the Joy Cons, which I, I know, like, I've wait, done it snapping if- off the Joy Cons? Do you do just it differently? Ripping them off the system. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just smash. I'll buy snaps. new ones. <laughs> Out, outside, outside of slipping the uh, the wristband thing, which is which is the biggest hardware issue that the system has. I threw that um, shit in a garbage can because I'm reckless. But outside of those, like, yeah, I I I really love the Switch experience in total. You know, the hardware, all of it, uh, warts and all. It's it's wonderful, and you got I'm warts happy. from yours. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, I got warts from Justin answering with the Switch. Then Neil answering, and then Justin answering with the switch again. <laughs> I've been good tonight. No, but this was this was the switch moment. I didn't realize it until you said it, but this is the category that is perfect for the switch. It mm. is. It really kind of is. Tony, what's your what's your is there a thing you had you've been waiting for and you got it? It got the box got ticked. The Tony uh, itch got scratched. Uh, this was just a good, well, maybe Cuphead, but I didn't realize I was waiting for it. Cuphead. Cuphead. <laughs> Three times. He's winning. <laughs> McFan, you want to add Cuphead? Because you can get you can catch no, up a little no, bit. No, I'm not going to. Although I, I was waiting for Cuphead, like when I saw previews for it years ago. Um, no, like, all right, here's the issue. I don't have a lot of hopes for games. Like, I, the there have been uh, the and the problem Thanks, is well, here, here's the problem. <laughs> you're in a dying industry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's because I've been burned in the past with like letting my imagination run wild with like new technology, and then it never being like fully realized, uh, and that you know was a letdown, right? I I had always envisioned when the Wii first came out of this like Zelda game where you would meaningfully swing a sword and like raise a shield with the the nunchuck and you know do some sort of like actual engagement with the game instead of just like waggle bullshit um and it never happened so in that same vein unintentionally i suppose the the only thing that i'm still holding out hope for 
that could really tick this box for me in the future is some sort of virtual virtual reality game where I get to meaningfully swing a lightsaber and like do some kind of and it's sword fighting in virtual reality that is meaningful. Like the right? one that where you can contact the other sword and your hand stops. Like that kind I, of thing. I don't so so that's the thing is I don't know if it needs to stop, right? Like the n- none of us know because well, I don't know. But, I am not aware that any of us know because we just haven't play tested what it would feel like to just have some sort of tactile feedback um, with like connecting, like if it's just vibration or some sort of like jarring, you know, something. I don't know. But for it to be more than just like holding my arm out in front of me and just like flicking my wrist around meaninglessly almost to deflect things because that's that's how the the current star wars demo plays in virtual reality right now it's yeah you just kind of wave at it right and and it's yeah there's no skill there's no finesse so if you can in some way meaningfully implement that that i will get to use a lightsaber and become a jedi (laughs) that would tick that box for me otherwise i i can't think of a thing that would be like a long held hope for games for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's still that like child inside of me that wants to be a Jedi. And, and, and outside of that, I just, yet. yeah. I, I, but outside of that, I just don't know like, you know what I would hope for. I still run into things that I love, right? Like Doki Doki Cuphead. Those are all things that I really enjoy, but I, I can't say that I ever hoped for them. Yeah. You kind of just happen into them. Right. Yeah, I mean that's or like Rogue Legacy of a couple of years ago, right? That was another yeah. one. Yeah, I stumbled into this thing that I never knew I wanted. Hey, have you played Dead Cells? <laughs> I did play Dead Cells, but it's not on my list because it's a fucking early access. Game I know it hasn't come out this year yet. Be nice if it would come out <laughs> so we could give it some props. That game that, real... that would be great. Yeah, that game real good. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Tom. If you're still able to be connected, I don't know how much you're here in this. Uh, you got a thing that ticked your boxes. Tom Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <bless you. laughs> Godspeed, you Black Emperor. I love that Justin did the Justin voice. <laughs> no, that was that was fake Justin pretending to be Tom. He just didn't. That was method acted shit right there. That was some good stuff. You don't get acting like that on any other podcast. Uh, I don't know. I think we may have lost Tom. Uh, if Tom comes back, we'll ask him his, his remaining ones. In the in the meantime, Tony, let's bring it home. What's your top five? My top five. Tony's top five. At number five, Destiny 2. Uh, what? It, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, I have seen... Okay, look. I've logged on a lot to play Hearthstone, and I've seen a lot of... Hey, Tony's playing Destiny 2. You're playing it on the PC... Yeah. Are you only playing it because it's what? in the fucking Blizzard launcher? Wait, you're playing it on PC? Yeah. Excellent news! <laughs> <laughs> because of my new rig, I also own a copy of Destiny 2. You're a beautiful man. Join me. Great. Oh, you guys are going to be uh, going on raids, and you'll be bosom buddies soon enough. I think it's a ton of fun. I Whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked. I just feel I'm shocked, because I, I, I remember you said, you're like, 
I'm going to get Destiny 2. It's kind of like if someone looks at you, they're like, I'm going to go to Vegas and try cocaine. Like, it's just one of those, like, all right, yeah, that's a life decision you can make. Go ahead. Have fun. I, a lot that's of people. That's actually a great decision. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see how it works out. Wait, yeah, the, wait uh, the cocaine or the Destiny, Neil? <laughs> why not both? <laughs> it makes the Destiny yeah. better. Hey, it makes for a fun weekend, at least. Come on. I think it's a blast. I mean, it's 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 a... It's, it actually felt better to me than Borderlands did. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's like the like setting or uh, the gritty reels. I don't know, man. But it just I I kind of dig like Space Wizards. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you listen to a lot of Blind Guardian when you were younger. I think that might be like the root cause. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> this also seems like it's going to be a second chance for me to get my wife into an MMO somehow. Oh, this is a backdoor MMO move from you. I don't I don't know how I feel about this. I feel like I feel like this yeah. is warning enough if she gets to this part of the I'm podcast. Run sure to that kind of uh war crime. <laughs> That's dangerous. Yeah. Well <laughs> here we are. Uh, yeah. Number four, Tone. Number four. Number four. I'm gonna give it to Pyre. Pyre. I Pyre. That's my Love game I wish I played. Love oh. me some shut up and jam orb wizard. I think it's only ten bucks right now on the PlayStation Store. By the way, I think mm. it's on sale. So, yeah, it's it probably got. It Let me go line your pockets, <laughs> please. <laughs> yes, please. While you're at it, and while you're on that store, make sure you buy a copy of Project Cars, which I get a kickback of a <laughs> fraction of a nickel. <laughs> I, I have no doubt that it probably got cheap quick. Uh, by no fault of it. How does Pyre stack up Actually, in the pantheon of of their games? Is it uh, is it? It's the least like I would say conventional of their games. It's really more of if you took, uh, God, if you took like just Blitz Ball from whatever that fucking Final Fantasy was or whatever the FF10, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you made that the like way to progress through the story mode. Wait, if you took the uh, best part about Final Fantasy made a <laughs> How much Tetis is in this game? I need to know. <laughs> Infinite Tetis, all he does is bicycle kick in water and you have a best. Oh it's man. Fun. It's so charming. It's so goddamn charming. It really is. Uh, and yeah, I mean it has all of the pastiche that Super Dragon Games does. So, I, it gets my love. All right, number three. Uh, PUBG. PUBG, PUBG number three. Yeah, it's down at the three spot, but it was important. It was important in my life. Uh, a lot of great memories. One of my favorite memories from the year, making Kaz piss himself. Oh, <laughs> <so> good. <laughs> I feel like people people still are, I mean, Justin and Nick kind of get it, but you're underestimating how much I almost did shit my pants. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> Pants shitting is actually the best adjective for that game. Great. Uh, all right, number two. Number two, I give to Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. Yay. Brilliant game. <laughs> Truly is. It's is one of the like the best Mario's I've ever played. I love going to all the different worlds and experiencing all the different like spins they put on our shit and all the ridiculous. Like, as those hateful creatures that they call humans in New Donk City that just stare at you and judge you with their dead, cold eyes. Uh, it's a 
it's a blast. All right. You're going to bring us home with the last number one of the night. Everybody knows what it is. I, wait, is it Hearthstone? No! <laughs> Abyss <laughs> Odyssey. <laughs> Abyss Odyssey. Okay. Copy now. All right. Tell us about Abyss Odyssey. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, Cuphead, what a fucking game. I, that's one of the only games that when I picked it up, I couldn't put it down the rest of it. The time that it existed is something I had unplayed. Hmm. Uh, one of the few games I beat and have gone back to to try to beat all of the stuff in hard mode wow. because yeah, uh, and I love it. It's like a nice. series of two D Dark Souls boss fights, but really fucking beautiful <laughs> at the same time. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. It's, so it's a ridiculously good looking game. Yeah, you feel so accomplished when you finally beat the bosses too, because they're mm-hmm. they're hard. Your brain kind of goes into this automatic mode after you've fought them for a long time. When you finally get them, oh! Did, did any of you guys like fight the devil and lose the very very last moment, like the oh, very sure. last second? For sure. I, I feel I like everybody to... has that. Everybody has that screenshot saved on their on their system. I hope. I love that it gives you the little meter of how far yes. you made it in the battle to show at the end, like. Oh, you yeah. were real close to the here's end. Here's how you? bad you should be. <laughs> here's, here's how pissed you should be. Pretty bad. <laughs> right, we, we, we over here at Cuphead Industries have developed a meter to detect how good of a video game player you are. and uh, We've got you registered at all the way on the left, you loser. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Yeah. those are pretty bad. Uh, the first time you play that multiplayer and you lose your mind because you can't keep track of everything on the screen. <laughs> that was one of those moments of like, well, I can save you because you died, but also I can't because I have no clue what's going on. Yeah. Oh, Two-player very hard. <laughs> goddamn awesome, and the team deserves all the success they've announced in the world. Brilliant. Uh, all right, Tony, did you did you formulate a question? I to... ain't got nothing. All right. I ain't got nothing. Can we love love for video <laughs> games for a shitty year? Amazing video game. Mm-mm. There was some really good games. I I'm actually surprised we have as much diversity on our top five lists as we do. If I'm being oh, honest, can Let's... our last our last question just be recognized? One more random game we enjoyed. Yes. Uh, yes, and also if you want to also ask someone why something didn't make their list, because <laughs> I have like several questions where I'm like. Neil, why didn't didn't you like Night in the Woods? Yeah, uh, I didn't finish Night in the Woods though, and Night in the Woods for all of the reasons that I think people that came from the industrial Midwest will will find a lot of things in the game that are very close to home. In a lot of ways, the game kind of hit too close to home for me this year, and it hit too close to in the community and it just kind of hit too close to things I have to do deal with every day in my life. And I just kind of, I couldn't put my head there. I couldn't be in that place to, to play through that game. Uh, At least uh, when I, when I sat down with it, I, I want to go back to it, but I just couldn't do it at the time. All right. Uh, we want to go one, one more time through and recognize one last thing that didn't get any mentions. Uh, Justin, if you want to kick it off. Uh, yeah, so this was 
kind of a crappy year for the the 3ds there were some standouts but the one i want to recognize is the third box box boy uh the third the third box boy it's goodbye box boy um which closes out the trilogy and so i i think everybody really fondly remembers the first game if you played it Mm -hmm. Uh, super simple puzzle platformer um but really smart level design and the second game was, you know, looking back on it, kind of lame. It was the same game, but you could make two boxes instead of uh, one. And if you go back and play Goodbye Box Boy, it feels like the sequel that... I don't know if anybody necessarily wanted a Box Boy sequel, but if you were going to ask for one, this is what you would want. It, it, just, it comes up with all these new gimmicks for each of the levels that are clever and well-implemented and don't, you know muck up the design in the way that the the double boxes and uh box box boy did and uh lots of alliteration here but you should go back (laughs) and play it because it's it's dirt cheap it's quick you can dust off your 3ds it won't harm you um you have to find your charging cord Um, yeah, th- that and Monster Hunter Stories are the only two 3DS games that really grabbed me in a big way this year. All right. Nick, did you have one that uh, didn't get a mention that you wanted to shout out? Um, absolutely. Um, did any of you guys play uh, Danganronpa at all? I played the first one. I own the third one. I will get right. to it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I, I refuse to spoil the third game. Um, you might have heard it's a little contentious. Uh, it is my, I think it's my favorite ending to any game I've ever played. Um, Bar, Bar none blew my mind this year. I have, I'm still thinking about the ending to that game because they took such a leap with it that it's unbelievably bold. And I can only see like a scrappy, somewhat smaller team being able to do what they did and get away with it. It's, absolutely memorable and uh but it's also one of those things where if it doesn't have nearly as much of an impact if you haven't played the first two games if you haven't like stuck Mm. with the series so it's really hard for me to say just go play the third one and like and watch the end of it but as somebody who has like played all of them and, and then got to this one uh unbelievable Absolutely unbelievable. So if you ever want to have it all spoiled for you, I'm happy to go into that. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, really loved it. I can't say it was like, you know, a, an amazing game aside aside from that. The story's good. The gameplay is largely, you know, the same as the, the previous ones. Um, but man, oh man, did they did they go for it. And I, I think they really stuck the landing. Nice. Hmm. McFan, you got any Are, th- things that didn't make the cut? Oh, so real quick though, is is uh, Danganronpa something that is console specific or? Oh yeah, how um, can you play these? Are they only uh, Vita? No, they're Steam and Vita oh. and uh, PS4. Actually, just got conversions of all of them. So um, I just find yeah, playing those games on a non-handheld system is so weird because they're they're like books. Like you sit down and you read them at length. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, but so that kind of thing for me lends itself well to like couch co-op. If there's like a lot of reading and it's something that like you can read and play together, like th- that yeah. that you is probably could. attractive for me. Yeah. Remember how I said I, I like to go into I was trying to go into things pretty blind this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the one that paid off the most, bar none. Um, 
I'm so glad no one spoiled it for me because it's so good. Uh, but anyway, yep, that was my that's my wild card pick. Nice. Um, do I have a wild card pick? Uh, no, since I didn't even have five games for my top five. <laughs> I don't have another game that I want to shout out, but I will ask myself, hey, uh, McFadden, why didn't you like Zelda Breath of the Wild, even though everyone <laughs> else liked that? And so I'm going to hate on that for it. No, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I can go I, into my 30-minute tirade about Breath of the Wild on some other episode. Oh, just wait till after. We'll put it after the outro when I stop recording. <laughs> no, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has gone long. I, I want to throw one thing. I think we made it the entire way through this podcast and I am honestly depressed that it never got mentioned, but also it's totally right that it never got mentioned. But did anyone say the words Splatoon two in order? <laughs> nope. We, I, I think game. I, I played that. that second. Great. Yeah. yeah. That was my number. I was actually just about to mention Splatoon two. <laughs> okay. I, I wanted, I was just hoping no one would realize that and then mention Splatoon two, but like that game would be on my top five if we could play Salmon Run whenever we wanted or play with each other whenever we oh, wanted. Oh, yeah. Come on. Guys, like, you just got to get to level B minus. Come on. Come on. <sighs> yeah. That makes me so sad because <laughs> that game is so good and we would really love it more if it had given us everything that we wanted. But it the did opportunity not. to just play together. <laughs> yes. But it did I mean, not. So I want to mention it was really good. But man, was that frustrating that we couldn't do what we wanted to do, which is enjoy that game. <laughs> that Did was you play great. the single player? No. You should. It's really it's a very strong single player campaign. Yeah, I might go back to it and play that because it's on the Switch. But there's a lot of stuff I want to get back to and play. Apparently, I got 85 hours of Near Automata in front of me that I got to get through. <laughs> How many <laughs> no, hours is it to beat that game? Seriously, no, 25. Okay, look, look. 25. If you're halfway through the B route, yeah. Um, finish the B route and then like you're you're once you finish B route you're two thirds of the way through. Okay. Because C route's just one more route, but it's completely new content. So okay, thank um, God. And then you the the endings the other endings like uh, D and E are just very small variations off that third one, which you can just go back to and do very. Awesome. All right, now Tony. So did you have? Were you just gonna say Splatoon two, or do you have any other wild cards? No, I really was going to say Splatoon 2. Can we say Splatoon 2's Salmon Run mode, which is maybe the best co-op horde mode to come out in the last five years? Like, that mode yeah. is so good. It's so good. Uh, it's such a travesty. You can't play it whenever you want to. Well, you can if you play local. So get, uh, This get... is where I, I say the unpopular thing. Oh, God. Say, <laughs> I believe in the curated... So there are... There are there are issues that I have with not being able to play with your friends. I think that's absolutely an issue, but I do like the idea, like, or at least I think there is room out there, whether you like this approach or not, I think there's room for the curated experience where every time you turn on the game, there's something different to, you know, a new item to see or a new map or what have you. And I'd say salmon run is still up about 60% of the time the game is running and it's weird that it isn't. And it's a weird quirk, but um, I don't know. I think you'd get exhausted if all there was was salmon run. I think yeah. having it mixed in as yeah. the occasional treat, I think you actually, it, I know it feels like something you don't want and maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. It would not be the first time tonight, but uh <laughs> 
excuse me, I like Mario for Game of the Year. I, I, think, I think there are ways to leave it around forever, but to incentivize it in different ways. Um, yeah. So, no, well, I, here, having not, not played Splatoon 2 at all, but I'll back Justin up with League of Legends has, like, rotating game modes, and one of them is just insanely more popular than others. It's called Earth ultra rapid fire which like lowers your cooldowns and basically eliminates mana from the game um so it's just like all all sizzle all the time exactly and so it's super good and super fun but you do get burned out on it and if it was available all the time it would lose some of its shimmer like it it just wouldn't like it it's could, fun knowing that the upcoming weekend is an Earth weekend, but if it was not a special thing, I think it would lose its luster really. Quickly. Right, you would, but you would get a lot out. You could get a lot of, you'd get the same amount of maybe less total hours, but you'd get them all back to back. Versus yeah. this spreads it out. I get that with Splatoon too, but the, but the, I think the problem with that is I played a lot more Splatoon multiplayer than I did Splatoon two. Which, which it, yeah. to me represents like, I get what they're trying to do, but it just missed the mark, and then we all bounced off the game and weren't playing. It yeah, together well, anymore. no, Some not being able did. to, not being able to play with like people you know sounds absurd. Like I, I can't, um, I don't. Why, why is that a thing? Like because what, those people will tell you about Nintendo dicks. with like I don't know. Can we can uh, we get a Razzie for the Nintendo fucking Switch phone app? because we loved on the switch the switch is wonderful everything nintendo has done can i can i just fucking complain about animal crossing (laughs) that game is such fucking trash makes me so angry that phone game sucks it's terrible it's an affront to animal crossing i don't even like animal crossing that much oh god what that game could have been Ugh. I don't even yeah, care about. I actually like the Fire Emblem game. Yeah, the game oh. part of the Fire Emblem game was okay. I'm just not big on the 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 gotcha pun. Yeah, me neither. But I, I think, generally speaking, there's a fair amount of content, and you don't have to. You rarely have to pay. If it, it, it's fine. It, Nintendo Mobile is fine. <laughs> like a cue picture of Justin sitting in the house burning down <laughs> with the cup. It's fine. Everything is fine. Yeah, the the I mean Nintendo's still going to Nintendo, I guess is what we're saying. Look, like, the Switch is wonderful. I have not enjoyed is. any of their other no, it's great. <laughs> oh. There's still some goofy online shit that Nintendo does though that I I don't always understand. This is the year they're going to figure it out. They're going to roll out the Netflix. Everybody gets all the games they want. Yeah, what, what, did they, what did they say about that in that Direct that came out today? Uh, they said that you'd be able to download every Nintendo game ever made whenever you want. Uh, you pull it out of the sky. No, they said absolutely nothing about their online service. No. We they should tell you everything. show up at your house, they'll hand you the Switch disc. <laughs> uh, don't tease me with the return of some semblance of the Sega channel. Okay? Yeah, that's exactly like, what you want it to be. don't fuck with me. Yeah, don't get your hopes up. This is, this is smart. You don't get the your Reggie hopes up. The Reggie channel is coming. You just uh, turn it to channel four and Reggie's on your screen just, you just looking at you. You just need an so, RF splitter. It's, what's blind. wrong with you? <laughs> Order a Bigfoot pizza. We don't make them anymore, but order them. (laughs) 
Okay. All right, I think push two large pizzas into a box for you. Call it a Bigfoot. <laughs> this is... I'll do it personally. I'll just mash them together. <laughs> All right, I think we've overstayed our welcome. Thank you for listening to our Game of the Year podcast for 2017. Uh, look forward to many more fun discussions of Nintendo Switch games to come in the future. <laughs> There's lots My of them. Body is ready. So is your pizza. <laughs> thank you, Justin, for smushing my pizzas. Uh, thank you, thank you, Nick, for making, taking time from uh, collecting all those sweet, sweet corporate bucks to to talk games. Uh, thank you, Tom, for having some, I guess, some bad internet. We have no clue. Or he's dead. I'm not entirely <laughs> certain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Twin Peaks! Somebody save it! Oh, no! He's walking backwards. Uh, and thank you, uh, thank you, Neil, for enduring the Star Trek bridge crew pun or uh, a hate that got slung your way. So much hate and so unnecessary. Look, somebody joined you in Destiny 2. It's on someone else's list. Yes. This is forward momentum you've got now. <laughs> well, that is When Destiny 3 comes out, three people will play it. That's what's going to be happening. I played Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> he said so happy. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank well, you. <laughs> thank you, McFadden, for watching Thor Ragnarok with us. That was a good oh, movie. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> And uh, thank you, Tony, for uh, bringing the heat, finishing us out strong, and being the only other person to put PUBG on his top five. I don't know why you wouldn't put monsters in your That is the game of 2017. Uh, thank you, listener, for making it this far. I can't believe it. We, we did it. We made it to the end. This bad boy clocks in at... Let me pull up the timer. Oh, shit! <laughs> no, we did good. It's almost uh, almost two hours. Two hours yeah. and five minutes. Pretty That's pretty good. That's pretty good for us. All right. Uh, thank you, listeners. This has been the Rumble Pack. My name is Kaz. Game over. <laughs> How long is everyone going to wait until he... It's Pavlovian. He has to do it. <laughs> you ring a bell. He can't even hear the original version.